Over the next three weeks, MuggleCast will be teaming up with Teddy Bears for Hope, a nonprofit organization that provides teddy bears to children affected by homelessness, disease, and neglect. It's time for the show and its fans to help give back to those who really need it. Visit MuggleCast.com to learn about this great charity and how you can make a difference. The Potter fandom has always prided itself on rallying around great causes. No amount is too small, and all funds go directly towards providing children with hope for the future through the comfort and security of a brand new teddy bear. Thanks. Hey, Mason. Did you know that on July 1st, Yahoo Domain Renewal Pricing increased to $34.95 per year? $34.95 per year? No way. Ridiculous. That's not a deal at all. You're right. It's not. And I do need a deal. You need a deal? I got the deal you need, Andy. Check this out. Transfer your domain to GoDaddy for as little $6.99 and get a free one-year extension plus guaranteed renewal pricing. GoDaddy.com makes transferring easy and offers loads of extras including hosting, a five-page site builder, and much more. Oh, yeah! Plus, as a listener MuggleCast, enter code MUGGLE, that's M-U-G-G-L-E, when you check out and save an additional 10% on any order. Some restrictions do apply. I want you to see the site for the details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. This is Professor McGonagall welcoming you to all to MuggleCast, hoping you enjoyed. Dobby, Dobby, come here. Yeah, Dobby. Yes, well, I'd just like to say how very pleased I am to introduce MuggleCast to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Because at least we're not making you wait 11 months until our next show. Well, maybe we are. This is MuggleCast, episode 157, our final weekly episode, for August 17th, 2008. Alright, well it is time for our final weekly episode of MuggleCast. And, you know, at first it was just going to be the show where we, you know, we look back on the show and we do all the segments and uh, you know, that we've ever done. And it's still going to be that. But now there's this big news that uh, Half-Blood Prince is being delayed until um, 2009. And now that's the big focus of the week. Yeah, it's a huge surprise. It's ridiculous. But, you know. And Jamie's back. It's even bigger news than the movie delay. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Welcome. Oh, and I can't forget Kevin either. Kevin's here, too. Hello, Kevin. Hello. It's been a while for both of you. Well, it's nice Welcome to be back. back. I tell you, it's absolutely very nice to be back. I missed it a lot. I can feel the s- serotonin cascade down into my brain now <laughs> from being back and speaking <laughs> to all you lovely people. <laughs> and how about you, Kevin? The same feelings? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good. I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Kevin Steck. I'm Jamie Lawrence. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Laura Thompson. I'm Micah Tannenbaum. I'm Matthew Britton. And I'm Elisa Monfort.
All right, Micah Tannenbaum, we're not going to have a big focus on the news this week, but what is the big story? I know you're very upset about this, so try to get through it. You mentioned it before. The big story is it's our last weekly show. Oh, oh. no, no, no. No, no it's, let's, it's let's be modest. So What's the real big news? All right. Well, well the big news is that Half-Blood Mark? Prince has been delayed until July 17th, 2009. What? Eight oh. months <laughs> after the original date in November. And this is just, in my opinion, one of the most ridiculous moves that Warner Brothers has ever made. And it is completely 100% revenue generated. No, there's no other reason. Oh my is, God. is this bugging you, dude? <laughs> it's bugging me a little bit. This is. Uh, let's be happy. This is a happy show. No, honestly, when I heard this news, I was. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget where I was when I found out. <laughs> um, we were in Target about to check out, and Eric called me, and then Ben called me, and uh, honestly, a little part of me died inside when I found out. I just felt so empty. No, and Angie, that's not true. Is it? That's not true. <laughs> I know. I'm dead serious, Matt. What did I say in the Target? What did I say? I said, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually felt like a little part of me yeah. died. I'm not even kidding. Angie, that's just, not true. It was though, kind of depressing. It? No, J- Jamie, I'm not kidding you. I really did. You're what still going to see it. I was like, well, fair play. These things happen in Hollywood. You, you know, I wasn't going to... Yeah. Like... Fair enough. I, if a part of me died, like parts of me die when like there are world tragedies, Andrew, or you know when somebody close. <laughs> That's to you a gets world hurt, tragedy. Or, yeah, kind of like when Russia was invading Georgia, or you know, you know, something's going on in the world. But Harry Potter's been delayed. Oh yeah, it's sad. I'm but, just you know, really. Yeah, happen. it's very sad. It really. Well, can is, you though. guys name the last big movie that did this? That totally delayed eight months. I mean. I'm not going to say it's unprecedented, but... Matt, you need to teach it's, Andrew um, to suck it up and start, you know, hiding his feelings. Cause oh, 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 yeah, no, cause no, 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 gonna... I'm fully backing your, your moral ex- <laughs> uh, example there, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Well, this is just a big shock, though, because, I mean, Harry Potter is such a huge m- franchise for Warner Brothers, and the fact that they delayed this movie is just kind of shocking. But it's Dark well, Ma- Night Mania, isn't it? Here's my main problem. It, it was so late in the game to make this decision. I mean, we just got under 100 days. And I was about to email our coder and be like, yeah, you can take the zero off that countdown, that third <laughs> one, you know, since we're at 98 now. There's no reason for that. And, um, you know, and then this happens. This is really surprising. Now, Micah in particular, and I'm not even joking, he's very upset on this this issue. Yeah. Um. I guess we'll go through some of the concerns. And let's face it, a, a very large part of the fandom is uh, very upset about it. But it's brilliant when you think about it. Like, that, you know, 100 days to go and they put it back and the hype gets built up. And, you know, I just think... Anyway, it brings Harry Potter... Um, sorry, it ends... Harry Potter's going to end even later now, so I don't know why people are complaining, you know? Mm, well, actually, yeah. actually, Jamie, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to disagree with you. They they said that the uh, Deathly Hallows uh, filming would still be on schedule, so that will not be affected, and therefore, and later. And I, I don't think that the excitement is what's being built up here. I think I think that the, I think that what they're building up here is the lynch mobs who are going to go out to to WB and the and cause mobs? some uh, you know the riots. Well, they're not going to do it. Just, uh, it's like people. Are, People are going to watch it either way. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, it's really. just sad because you waited like an entire year for this movie, and then you find out that you have to wait an 
completely another year. And right. for what yeah. reason? And for what reason? Because Dark Knight overperformed at the box office and they no longer need the money this year, but they said, hey, wait a minute, we could use it next year? That's the reason yep. they gave. Now, whether or not you want to believe yeah. that, and, you know, there are a few emails and stuff that we read, but whether or not you believe that, that's that's kind of crappy. Well, what well, I didn't get was, did Warner Brothers really doubt that The Dark Knight would do so well in the box no, office? That's a good question. Clean up, they, they knew it was going to be awesome. They knew and it was. Wouldn't they have put that in consideration for the Warner for the Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince release? Uh, it's timing, I think, isn't well, it? And, and let me tell you, here's a couple things that bother me. First of all, <laughs> two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, the teaser trailer comes out. What does it say? November. A week later, on HarryPotter.com, they publish all the Half-Blood Prince release dates, you know, and they're like November or whatever. <laughs> it's the 21st, a couple days later, blah, blah, blah. Um, and there was one more thing that I can't remember right now. But it's just all these different things. And it's like it, you realize that this was actually a very late-minute uh, decision. Yeah, but I don't believe for a second they didn't know it was coming. I mean, they try to make it sound yeah. like, oh, we just made this decision yesterday. Really? No one knew. <laughs> yeah, no. I think that's crap. Yeah, I don't really buy that whole Harry Potter is a fan- is a summer movie. Song. Yeah, yeah, that's crap. Because if, if, if that was yeah, true, that, then they would have they, they would have made yeah. it a summer release at the get. Absolutely, the absolutely. Get-go. You're you're totally right, Matt. You can't tell me that the ho- I mean, there's there's very little going on this weekend. If you look at the Entertainment Weekly, or sorry, this this uh, this fall, it's a holiday movie season. You can't tell exactly. me that Harry Potter. I mean, Harry Potter has always been holiday movie season, with the exception of mm-hmm. movie three and five. You know, most of the time. And they're always released for Thanksgiving exactly. weekend, too. And Christmas, and they stay over Christmas. There was something in the press release about giving it a longer box office stay. That That's absolute crap, because the uh, yeah. the next big movies to hit after the Thanksgiving or Christmas are like February, March. You know, Harry Potter would be, you know, assuming it's a good movie, would, would stay through months. Mm-hmm. Micah, what was the point you brought up earlier today about... Uh, uh, kids being out of school in the summer. I think we lost Micah. Oh, did we? Oh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, uh, what <laughs> do you think? <laughs> no, well, what I was going to say, the point that Micah made was that this movie was coming out over Thanksgiving anyway, so it's like kids are going to be off anyway. That was the point that oh, Micah wow. had. Here's something else that bothered me. This release date was set before Order of the Phoenix came out. We were, I was on the, the Order of the Phoenix set September 2006, and right before that was when they announced the release date. And when we were interviewing David Heyman, I said to him, why, why is it the date this early? And he says, well, we want to set our schedule ahead of time because, you know, we want to know what we're doing. And, you know, it was, it, it, the gist of it was that they wanted to be, you know, a little more organized with, you know, setting the dates. And I wonder if they actually, waited to set a release date, you know, maybe until, I don't know, Order of the Phoenix was out, then they would have decided to release it in the summer no, but Andrew, instead of making this decision before Andrew, Order of the Phoenix was even finished filming. It's all approximate, though. Like, yeah. It just it felt so absurd from the beginning. But movie making takes so long to do. And it, it seems strange that they delayed so so long to tell everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They delayed you know, after that was the case, you would think that they... Yeah, mm. exactly. You know, there was a blogger a few weeks ago. Somebody sent us in as a news tip. There's a blogger who who made a post about um, maybe the reason why uh, we haven't been getting the teaser trailers because they're delayed. And I'm thinking, oh my god, 
first of all, this guy's insane. How could they delay the movie this late in the game? There's no way. And (laughs) it came true. And I think that's partially why a part of me died inside. (laughs) Because, like, when somebody suggested that to me, well, when I read that blog post, I was like, that is the biggest bunch of BS I ever read. There's no way they're pushing this movie back. Well, I don't know if if a part of me died inside when I found out. It kind of felt like someone just kicked me in the stomach or something. <laughs> I kicked you in the stomach in Target. I was so freaking angry. Oh, that's why I blacked out. Yeah, you guys were really upset. I saw your reaction video on YouTube. It was very sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, we had our reaction video. You too. did? I didn't see that. Oh, they yeah. were in tears. And uh, it was... Oh, my gosh. Oh, Heartbreaking. My there have been so many people um, submitting petitions. Yeah. Uh, you know, emailing in their petitions and stuff. You know, complaining. Like... Sign these petitions, Mugglenet, please post Oh my this. god, I, 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 what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what Facebook I was talking groups? about. I got like 30 plus uh, oh my god. Ap- uh, invites for all, and they're all different groups saying, boycott WB. Yeah, WB they're sucks. all unique. I, let's, all, let's all not even see the movie. <laughs> WB is the That's devil. not going to work. That is such that a load stuff. of crap. <laughs> Seriously, none of I, these people well, are I mean, going it, to boycott it, the movie. They're all going to go see it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but you can understand their, their their reaction to it. But I mean, just some of them are just so extreme. You're just thinking, oh my. Yeah, goodness. we've gotten a couple of emails from people who are like, yeah, we want you guys to promote this on your show, and we're going to lead a boycott against Warner Brothers. I'm like, oh my god, calm <laughs> down, we, we, breathe. 20, 20, I mean, twenty five. We, we two hundred fifty. I mean, we, we can agree that that the decision wasn't exactly you know <laughs> a a positive on our side, but. I don't hate that. We don't hate WB for it. Do we? Sure. Why not? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's debatable. Might. I, I don't hate them. I, don't, I think this was, this was a pure business decision. And from a business perspective, business. it makes a whole lot of sense. From a fan perspective, it sucks. I mean, there's, that's kind of the two different sides of all this. Yeah. Well, yeah. It really does I mean, suck. We were, we were but, expecting I mean, a movie here in right. November. Yeah, uh, Jamie, you don't seem to be as hurt by it. I mean, it, what, what's your what's your take on it? I mean, I think as Matt says, it's business. You know, it's going to happen. And um, when you, sorry, my headset flew off. When um, when you said that you're talking to Heyman, and you know, when they sort of set a release date that far in in advance, then um, you know, movies you can't tell when you're spending a hundred million dollars on anything then there are so many things that can go wrong even if one tiny part of it gets put back then the entire project gets you know put back so these people who have to set a release date have to work within tiny tiny windows so even though it probably is a complete business decision and it's all about making more money because you know they obviously learned to quite a bit from the dark knight and all the hype surrounding that uh, I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if there was just a couple of things that also sort of edged them towards moving it back so they could relax in other areas as well. I really believe the the, the point that they gave us about how uh, the writer strike could have impacted other films that were slated to be released in 2009, and maybe something very recently happened that caused one of those films to not go into its final production. Writer's strike? And, what writer's uh, strike? Yeah. Well, early on in the announcement, they said that the writer strike had some effect or something to th- this delay. On but future films. I think that was just a quick cop-out that they can think yeah. of. I don't really think yeah, that there I was agree. any real writer's You don't think it's strike. possible that they lost a movie slated for that 2009 summer um, month? And no, because everything just decided- right before that is coming out now. The only thing that I can see that the writer strike had some effect on it is I think you're right, Mike. It had something to do with a separate movie 
maybe. Right. That's that's the issue. Yeah. Yeah, but right. So say movie uh, I mean, X was supposed to. Why come does out. it really have anything to do with a huge? movie like Harry Potter, couldn't they just switch out with another movie? Well, I'm just saying, Like, say they lost their biggest revenue-generating movie of 2009 due to some issue with the writer's strike, and they didn't find out about it until just now, or in the last few weeks, let's say, and so they handed down the decision, let's put out Half-Blood Prince in 2009, because we know that's going to make us that money. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, that doesn't... Yeah, I just... I think what it comes down to is, sure, people... Be upset for whatever reason that you want. But the reason I'm upset about this is the timing of it all. They announced this too late. They should have made this decision a long time. They should have done That's true. It is is kind of bad on their behalf. I don't know. They released a teaser trailer two weeks ago that said November, and then the following week they released release dates. It's so – it's just unprofessional. But it's genius too, though. No. (laughs) Why? Why is it genius? No, no. You know, it's just great the way – Everyone's talking about it, and all types of publicity That's are true. good publicity. Like, if you're angry, Andrew, you're thinking about it, which means, you know, you got Harry Potter, <laughs> Warner Brothers on the brain, and you're like, you're more likely to buy action figures. And yeah, and now you have eleven months to forget. I'm so it. angry. I'm going to go buy the complete collection on Blu-ray right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, well, you know, Jamie. I like, have to say though, what? Oh. Go ahead. I'm, I am so angry. I'm going to go see another WB movie on November 21st. <laughs> Grr. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. I'm done interrupting. Okay. Um, well, I have to say, though, that on, on a positive note for this uh, delay is that now the movie will be released a day before um, HPEF's convention uh, as Catrice yes. in, yes. um, in oh, San Francisco. That's a good point. Well, no. Did you guys get the email about that, too, that uh, they're actually – they've already booked a an IMAX theater – a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yes. for the, yeah, no, Azkatraz, um, HPF has, has really, really, um, gotten, gotten a good here. Uh, it's very lucky for them. Very fortunate for them. Yes. And, and cool. uh, I gotta wow, tell you. Well, that's kind of neat, though. I yeah. am so going to ask. Oh, I know. Man, it's, yeah. It's totally it one awesome. great reason to go. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'll tell all you guys about this after the show. We can't announce this yet, but already we are planning an event in relation to the movie release and Ascatraz. So <laughs> it's going to be a podcast, be- probably, since we do a podcast. <laughs> 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 well, okay. Put two and two together. Yeah, Jamie, no, no. Okay, obviously, obviously it's a podcast, but it's a special podcast. Ooh. Special. I'll tell you guys after the show. They don't want to announce anything yet, but they're working on it. It's going to be cool. Let's move on to some emails that we've received, and we'll comment on them. Obviously, the fans, like I said, are very upset about uh, these developments. First one comes from Ed McPherson of Anaheim, just around the corner from oh the Muggercast Studios. I'm a firm believer that this movie was put on hold because it is not good. It must have been previewed and found wanting. Therefore, it was decided to fix it. This also explains why there was such a delay in re- releasing a teaser trailer. The excuse that the writer's strike only makes sense if what they had was bad. If it has already been shot, then you do not need writers anymore. What do you think? Mm. I think that would suck for us after hyping up that teaser trailer. Well, we kind of explained this earlier. I think I think he's confusing the writer's strike here. He's thinking that the writer's strike had an impact on Half-Blood Prince. That's not what they're saying. They're saying yeah. that the writer's yeah. strike had an impact on other movies slated to come out in 2009, and therefore Half-Blood Prince needed to be moved. Right. Elisa, what did you say? Oh, me? No, I was just saying I think that would suck yeah. after I would suck for us after hyping up that teaser trailer. I mean, we spent two hours talking about how great it looked, and so if the reason is that the movie's yeah. terrible, uh, we're going to come out looking like yeah. idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and yeah. in that pre- to avoid these uh, this type of criticism, they did say in the press release, you know, oh, the film is great. David Hamo was like, I'm so yeah. proud of David Yates and the entire cast, the incomparable yeah. cast. You know, those were so high, scripted, they were, man. They have to say that though, yeah, don't they? Yeah. They're not going to say it. Sh- yeah. Yeah, but right, even right, if the right. movie is good, they're still going to face this sort of criticism cuz really when you look at a film this big being pushed back that much, that's what people are automatically going to assume. And that's a lot of the reason mm. I feel this was a really bad move on their part. I I mean, yeah. yeah, it's more publicity for the movie, but it's not necessarily good. Hey, do you guys think I had this idea last night too? Do you guys think maybe they actually did have this decision before the teaser trailer came out? They just didn't want to announce it beforehand because then everyone was such be a conspiracy. So that, that is such take. that is such a bad tease. Well, I, though, that's yeah, I'd be pissed. Hey, l- l- let's tease them with this awesome teaser trailer, and then just tell them, you know what, you're going to wait another year for this. Absolutely. I mean, when I first heard this news, I said, "Well, wait a minute. That explains why the teaser trailer was so." late because the whole movie isn't ready and it has to be pushed back but at the same time then you know i think they kind of got themselves into a pickle which is our catchphrase because they waited so long to release the teaser trailer that um you know that they waited so long so if they hadn't released the teaser trailer at the time they mentioned the delay it would be an even bigger issue because we would have you know three months anticipation of you know uh, different reports saying it would come out in this movie, come out in this movie, and then WB says, wait another eight more months without a teaser trailer. That would be a bad thing. If they had mentioned it way, way See, long that ago. that is very for- true, yeah. Yeah. Well, how can Half-Blood Prince not be ready, though? I mean, w- what is in the Half-Blood Prince that is so more difficult than the other movies that they had to actually push back it's the release? It's worthwhile. It's a worthwhile question to ask. Nothing. That's it. It's it's all There's business. Nothing. No, I can understand if like Goblet of Fire or something or Deathly Hollows was pushed back because of the you know production value and they couldn't get all the CGI special effects. But it's and a stuff harder film, time. isn't it? The image is sort of like quite a bit more important in these two, in uh, Half Blood Prince and Deathly Hollows than it has been all, in the last I mean, fight. Half of the movie is memories. Just put a, a fog effect in the lens, and that's what, it. Like I movie it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Totally. Well, just take some ashes and blow it in the lens, and then you got and it. You got ruin your 150 right grand IMAX camera <laughs> at the same time. Uh, yes. That's probably why the movie's been put back. They tried oh your amazing idea. Well, <laughs> what did you guys think about the reasoning? You know, Half Blood Prince is now closer to the release of the first Deathly Hollows, and fans will oh, enjoy Paul, that. Paul, like they like they give a crap. What? It's their well, movie. No, I mean, I, I was talking to Andrew about this. I don't know last night and. What does that do for the fan, though? If Half Blood Prince is now closer to Deathly Hollows, I mean, they're they're just trying to give everyone something positive about yeah, it. But I mean, you know, there's no that's sort of flow from one to the other, really. I mean, Dumbledore dies; that's the end of Half Blood Prince. Okay, here, here, um, here's another email uh, from Katie. I was just wondering your thoughts about the fans. I know a lot of people were saying they won't be going after this because WB oh, has that is such naughty bad. word that is... them off. Do you think this is going to affect the money they are going Absolutely to make? I was not. total shocked when I found out. No, no, no. There's no people way. are still going to go see the movie. People are still curious. It's like, to be honest, I, it, it's a, it's a good. It was a good move for, to re, to release Haplet Prince in the summer because they do better during the summer. However, do you really think that they could have actually given us a little? But, yeah, I do. I, I completely think disagree because they did better with Order of the Phoenix. Well, guys, I have a perfect analogy for this. If you what's that? Okay, well, 
I just went to buy an iPhone from this shop in the UK, and it's the only sort of network that does the iPhone. And they screwed me around and screwed me around and screwed me around. So, so my mum uh, says to me, uh, she is not an Apple fan, so you know, obviously, the statement will come as a shock to the Apple fans. She said, "Well, why don't you just get a different phone, uh, one that's not an <laughs> iPhone?" Obviously, a ridiculous sentiment, but uh, and yeah. and I was like, "Well, obviously, I can't." So you know. Warner Brothers is the only company releasing a decent Harry Potter movie, so of course people are going to go and see it, even if they have to wait 10 years, just like, even though I had to go back to the store 15 million times and pay a zillion pounds on top of it, I'm still going to get an iPhone, because I want an iPhone, I don't want anything else. Yeah, absolutely. No, I I think that the logic is flawed when they say that uh, Order of the Phoenix was the second highest grossing movie. I mean, obviously that's, that's the fact, but it was also the summer of Potter. That, that was releasing, you know, a week before the actual last book in the series. It was all hyped up. As far as summer movies go, if you guys remember this this summer that, that is just passing now, there were three or four big movies that I wanted to see every weekend. And I would not have had the time or the resources to go back and see a movie twice because I always wanted to see the next movie that's coming out, next movie that's coming out. Summer is so piled up like that. November, Thanksgiving weekend, and Christmas, There's that's not how it is. There might be two, three. You could have seen them if you'd wanted to, though, couldn't you? Like, no, a- Andrew. How many times have we seen Wally and The Dark Knight? Once. I think we've seen them at least three really? or four times. Dark Knight three Each. times, Wally three. Oh or my four gosh! Times. Well, Wally was a great I, movie, and I saw Hairspray like seven times. <laughs> oh years. my god, oh my that god. is insane. <laughs> That's unnecessary. Good film. Is that, <laughs> is that really that that surprising? <laughs> it's a good film. I enjoyed it. It's a good why, film. Why don't you good just download um, something? Because I want to support the creators, <laughs> Jamie. It's wrong, and you know what? This uh, bodes well. Uh, this bodes better for a LA premiere. I mean, personally, that's what I want. I want an LA premiere instead of New York City. It would be a lot easier because the way it was. Because you live there. Why do you want that? <laughs> close to there. I yeah, because I live close. Yeah, exactly. No, I know. I, I know. drive. I don't want to fly. It's a half hour drive. I think from Micah here. and I would prefer New York. Yeah, yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah, plus you know it, it it does get warm here in the summer, Andrew. It's not just LA that's yeah, nice but in the, the LA there was something about the LA premiere that was really haven't all the summer premieres taken place in LA? Uh, well, there's only been two in LA: the Chamber of Secrets and uh, Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix, so. guys. I think we should compromise. I think the uh, the premiere should be in Chicago. You know, there were, there was another blog. Oh no, it was Fox News. Uh, you guys won't believe this. Fox News said the reason why they are uh, having this delay is because WB uh, is disappointed with Dan's image in Equus. Did what? Bill O'Reilly tell oh, you that? Dan's no gonna... way. No, but it was a blog post on Fox News. It said that uh, Dan Radcliffe is going to be in Equus the same time as the movie comes out, and it's just going to be bad publicity, And you know, because he's naked, you know, the naked pictures and all that. What kind of BS is that? that? No, that is BS. <laughs> Be- well, for several reasons. The nude photos were out for Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. Too. Yeah, they, they were. were. And the yeah. movie's already filmed, and Dan and all the actors are only getting older. So if you're going to talk about pushing actual production yeah. schedules back or filming schedules, which they haven't yet, you know, I mean, the actors are only getting older. Yeah, but it's older, not going to so. be enough to make the, a difference, is it? Like, yeah. the four months they push it back, they're not going to get gray hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, true. it's true. Yeah. It's true. It's uh, true. There's another uh, email here. November 21st. Um, this other email kind of, we just talked about it, but it's from Afik or Afike, uh, age 22, from Malaysia. She says, Hi, regarding the movie delay, why don't you set up a quick live show so that everyone can vent in a nice little MP3 package that can be sent to Stupid WB? Cheers. Uh, that's what we're doing right now, and we will... Uh, well, she said live show. Stupid so WB? All the public. Oh, live show. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, that yeah, would be a mess. Let's do it right now. No thanks. That oh. would be a mess. Okay, wouldn't that be great though if you um, could change people's have... opinions just by doing that? Like if you didn't like, uh, you know, politician's stance on something, you just sent an MP3. And he changed it completely. Yeah. Like, oh, the war in Iraq. Send an MP3. <sighs> Only if it's on an iPod, though. Oh, yeah. Like, Only w- Apple products. It's sad. WB created a dark day for the fandom, didn't they? From November 21st. That's going to be a sad day, though. They're they're not stupid. They're lo- they're looking out for themselves and doing what makes the most sense in terms of Of course, yeah. But money. I mean, I'm, I mean I'm, for the fandom itself, though, I'm not talking about WB. I'm talking about the fandom. Hey, it's Matt. It's going to be a dark day for all the fans. Matt, hmm. it's going to be a dark day, but when is the day darkest? Just before just the dawn. Before the, dawn. <laughs> <laughs> the night is darkest just um, before the dawn. And the dawn is coming. <laughs> I assure you, the dawn hey, is coming. I believe in Harvey Dent. <laughs> in eight more months. And then it cuts their close up. Not for you, Potter fans. <laughs> Ooh, slam. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our discussion on this for now. Uh, I'm sure there will be more to come. Maybe you guys, maybe WB will change your mind and be like, hey, look. Lolocast says so. We understand so. your guys' concern. You guys are the fans, and we respect you, so uh, it will be out in November. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So let's move on to announcements. First up, Micah Tannenbaum is celebrating a birthday. <gasps> oh, happy birthday, Happy birthday, Micah. Micah. Happy round birthday. of applause for Micah. Happy birthday. Thank you. Micah, is it today? <laughs> when is your birthday, Micah? Uh, Sunday, August 17th. Ah, happy birthday for then. Ah, oh, there it is. I, uh, it. I will send you a Facebook gift. Oh, thank it costs you. Cost me a dollar. <laughs> oh, I have a free one, so I'll give it one to you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, congrats, Micah. I hope you have a wonderful birthday. Thank you. It's very nice. Um, don't forget to vote for us on Podcast Alley. It's uh, midway through August, and just because this is the last weekly show doesn't mean you want to stop now. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> Ain't no stopping us now. And um, lastly, Eric wants to talk about Terminus. Okay. Uh, for those who attended and those who didn't, Terminus, the Harry Potter conference, uh, happened just this past week in Chicago, Illinois. Great fun. There were about, uh, overall, there was about 1,600 fans. I think that they said that that were registered there. Um, whole event started off with Rock Chicago on Wednesday night, which was actually it wasn't just Wednesday night. It was twelve hours during the day. Tons of rock bands from all over came in. Um, there was great programming. I think it was actually some of the best I've experienced. I mean, I actually go to programming, but it was was really really good stuff. Um, and it proved it proved something good to me, which was that. You know, these books, while they were, you know, we can still talk about some very interesting stuff. I, you know, I'll talk to you guys about it later, but, uh, but the programming at Terminus was really amazing. Um, last but not least, the Bon Voyage Ball, which uh, Ben Shane was uh, wonderful enough to grace us with his presence uh, during, and uh, Dylan and Emerson made a uh, oh, nice. made a show up too, and uh, then the uh, closing banquets. But I just wanted to say thanks uh, to everyone I saw there, and uh, it was great. Great fun and very successful. Uh, it was a beautiful hotel, the Chicago Hilton downtown, and it was amazing. So, I just wanted. To- cool. It's a shame that's their last one. The last what? Yeah, I never, I never got to to go well, to one of their, their last type Harry of Potter. Con. Oh, that yeah, that narrates doing. I think. Yeah, but it was very successful. All right, thank you, Eric. Uh, Muggle mail this week. Now, I I think I stated last week there's a problem with our feedback form, and we're actually still having a problem with that feedback form. So uh, there actually is really no Muggle mail this week. We have a few more emails scattered throughout the show. 
but if you do want to email us about something, email um, our personal email addresses directly while we still while we figure out what's wrong with our feedback form. Uh, just use any of our first names at staff.mugglenet.com, and uh, we'll try to have that worked out soon. Okay, now it's time for uh, This Week in MuggleCast History. We've been doing this segment for uh, the past few weeks, and we take a look at uh, what was happening this time one year ago or two years ago, since we've been around for a while now. I guess even three years yeah, ago. Yeah, three years ago that. now. Crap. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we are going to go back to uh, episode 51. This was August 13th, 2006, when uh, Ben set a new standard in podcasting by driving through Nebraska, searching for a Wi-Fi signal, and uh, podcasting from oh, his wow. car. Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. And, uh, it's actually was that 2006? pretty funny. Oh, my God. That is insane. I know. I know. You were just a kid then, Jamie. You were teenage. Now you're in your 20s, weirdo. I- Man, so man, yeah. Don't even you talk got a problem about it. That's that? insane. That's insane. I don't want to get any older. <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm, yeah, yeah, I have a problem with it. I have a huge problem with it. I want to be 18 again. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, stop. All right. Well, uh, let's do this as we can muggle cast history. So we'll just go back in time now. That's all the news for this August 13th, 2006 edition of MuggleCast. Back to the show. There's a car passing me. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> False alarm, they turned, they turned. Wouldn't it be awesome if Ben got arrested and we were recording? Oh, it I'm would be so funny. Cast. It would be spy on Shane. This is ridiculous. I drove three and a half hours tonight. Tired as, more more tired than you can imagine. Ben sounds tired, really cute. So I, I get here to record MuggleCast. And I go to the library to steal their Wi-Fi. Ben, I they think have, the term encrypted. is use, not steal, you know. Use their Wi-Fi. Oh God, they have it awful. password protected, and so I drive around this, this small part town, searching for Wi-Fi, and I found some. And now I am parked in the middle of the street. <laughs> Windows rolled up in my car. It's about five thousand degrees, and I'm here to oh, do Michaelcast. So <laughs> I am the most dedicated Michaelcaster. That's commitment to you. That is devotion. Ever. Are we still streaming this to the FBI, Andrew? <laughs> yeah. Did we stop? I think we're going to have to stop after this episode. <laughs> okay. What an episode. Elisa, you feel his <laughs> yeah, pain? Yeah, I feel his pain. Said? Ben has definitely passed the torch stop. on to me. I'm, I'm sorry, Elisa, but Ben did pioneer that concept yeah, of podcasting. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're just uh, okay. a mere copycat. I did it better. <laughs> 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 oh, jeez. Okay. All right. Well, um... Now, uh, keeping in the spirit of uh, going through all the segments that you know we've always done here on uh, MuggleCast, we're going to now do Crackpot Theory, Eric's Crackpot Theory of the Week. Eric, are you, yeah. do you think you're no, ready for man, this? Andrew, it's been a while. I'm totally psyched. Um, yeah, can hear it in your no, voice. No, how did you come up with so- that segment? How do you, I, I think, <laughs> can you intro it, like how you came up with it? Because this is like the only what real segment I ever really had, but it was a complete ripoff of... Uh, uh, the Lost Podcast with Jane Jack. But it really wasn't. Jane Jack do this, too. But it really wasn't. Somebody, I don't know. I can't remember how we came up with it. But I remember somebody, people complained about that. And I was like, no. I didn't even know they did it. Yeah, same name, though. Same name. Different different. Stuff. Same name. Okay. Same different name. Stuff. Sure. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, so I actually had to search through deep into the Gmail inbox because, you know, people haven't been sending these in. But I did find a good one. 
Um, this comes from Katie, 22 of Wisconsin, and she writes, my crackpot theory is that Harry Potter... Oh, wait. <laughs> Are you ready, Eric? <laughs> well, she's probably 23 right. by now, so we should wish her a happy birthday. Yeah, true. No, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, okay, so here's the crackpot theory. My crackpot theory is that Harry Potter is real. Joe is a squib who's breaking the silence between the two worlds. There's a Diagon Alley, Hogwarts, and a Quidditch World Cup. Once more, our favorite people, Harry, Ron, Hermione, Dumbledore, etc., are slash were real. Of course, names have been changed and slight details altered for the sake of literary effect. Eric, go. Wait, what part of, of this was the crackpot theory? Harry Potter, and generally, Harry Potter is real. Yep, but it is. No, but you know what I mean. No, Come but on. it is. It's real, 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 dude. I mean, what are you talking about? What? What's the crack part? This isn't I'm a waiting theory. for the crack part, part. Real, like we could actually physically meet Harry Potter. Oh, okay, okay. So if we could really physically meet Harry Potter, I think that what would Eric be- stop giving yourself thinking time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no, I think that uh, I think that what would be happen? I think that Draco would be working at a Starbucks somewhere, maybe in uh, San Francisco, and uh, Harry on Ministry business would 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 go and meet him. I think that's. Uh, I think that's totally right. So all the people in the downtown L.A. Uh, area, just, or San Fran, sorry, San Fran area, just check your Starbuckses. I think that uh, Draco Malfoy is secretly working undercover uh, at a Starbucks. Okay, fair enough. Is that your crackpot theory? Yeah, it was actually one of the, uh, it was also one of the only fan fiction references I think I've ever done in my life. So I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> I had to get one of those in this show. Um, well, here's some of the reasonings that Katie provided. Uh, the characters in World of HP so, seem so lifelike to so many people. That's because it's it is. It's called an allegory. How do squibs make a living in the magical world? Joe solved that problem by using the proceeds of the HP books to set up a fund that helps near, needy squibs. Uh, another reason, lots of unexplainable things happen in real life. How come they can't be explained by magic? Uh, another reason, Dementors cause hurricanes and tornadoes, which we've seen a lot of in recent years. And uh, ever been to Walmart late at night? The people who come out look like wizards who are trying to dress like <laughs> muggles. I really, so. I really like that second one about the uh, the funds from the Harry Potter books going to uh, sort of employment, security, welfare for squibs. I really like that one. Well, I, I'm, I'm curious. What, what are the people who look like that work at Target? Laura? Hey. <laughs> oh don't be mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's crackpot theory. All right, let's move on now to dueling club. This is another segment we haven't done in a while, and uh, we have a couple of submissions. I think they're good ones. Uh, this comes first one comes from Brady, fourteen ooh, ooh, of Manitoba, ooh. Canada. Andrew, yeah, I have a dueling club for afterwards as well. This one is okay. amazing. Okay, cool. He says, hi, you haven't done Dueling Club in a while, have you? I have a suggestion. Michael Gambon versus Richard Harris. No, not that same old endless argument of, over who is the better Dumbledore. The answer is Gambon, by the way. No, it's not. I mean two old muggle men, one-on-one, fisticuffs. Also, I love your show, and Andrew is not. Uh, okay, I'm pretty sure that said hot. When <laughs> no, that no, was inserted. So. Uh, that was me. Sorry. Okay, thank you. So... <laughs> Michael Gammon versus Richard Harris. If they had to duke it out, let's say in their golden days when you know they were actually in uh, good fighting condition, I would say Gammon. And I mean, I'm not just saying that by virtue of the fact that I'm a huge Gammon fan, but um, I agree. I don't know. I agree. He, he just seems like he has more of an attitude than Richard Harris did. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree too. I always, I always saw Richard Harris as a very frail man, no matter what age. Well, wait a minute. There's okay. Really well, there's was, a ten-year yeah. difference between the two actors too. Mm. So that's a good point. I, well, I'm trying so, to think. I'm just... looking at the uh, Richard Harris uh, Wikipedia here, and he he was kind of uh, he did have some kind of fierce roles going on for him. But uh, I'm willing to say that uh, Michael Gammon could outscream 
uh, Richard Harris, and therefore uh, would probably win in a duel. <laughs> um, Richard Harris would probably not win in a fight with Michael Gammon because Michael Gammon will just run down the stairs, grab him, and push him to the side of a wall and says, Did you know I played you in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> shaking him, shaking him. And he's saying, No, I didn't. <laughs> no, sir. All right, and the second one comes from Annalise. Annalise. Uh, I really missed this segment, so I thought I'd send a new topic in. Molly Weasley versus McGonagall. You had a previous segment where Minerva beat out Umbridge, so considering Molly's newfound power, I wanted to see where this would go. And for the sake of being original, I love the show. Eric, you're my favorite. How cute. Aww. Had to get at least one of those emails before the end of the show. Molly would just, like, um, she'd just make uh, cakes and stuff and cook food, and McGonagall would just blast it out. <laughs> <laughs> that's not sexist well, that's just that's just taking stuff from yeah. the books because you know it's what she does Molly she cooks and makes onion soup and bread yeah but like, we all also saw her kill she'd do that to try and uh, placate McGonagall but we also saw her kill well Bellatrix. we did that's very true and she did yeah, find a so, lot of power I I mean have we ever seen McGonagall kill anyone no we haven't no, seen McGonagall's her just very anybody, stern to people I don't think she's that she, kind of person she just glares but, at them. but she's been in like She's been in battles all the time. Uh, do you honestly think that Molly Weasley could have um, beaten Bellatrix Strange if the fact that she almost killed um, her daughter didn't influence her, you know, filled with rage? No way. She couldn't have done No, No, no I, I think the fact that she killed Bellatrix means that she has the potential, but doesn't mean that she can kill. She, she could just duel just r- mm-hmm. off the drop of a hat. Right. Going back to what Jamie said about the cooking thing, I, I think that uh, it's very, very likely that uh, – Molly Weasley would have a sort of sit-down dinner, you know, and invite McGonagall to it if the two were on bad terms, and you know, maybe just slip a little arsenic. Talk about in, it yeah. into the uh, the little little pumpkin juice, you know, sort of thing. But also, Eric, the um, even though Molly has killed a human being, uh, when um, Professor McGonagall transforms into a cat, every single mouse that she's killed more than adds up to Bellatrix. Because she's a demon That's a good point. A That's she a good point. She's killing every single small vole and animal. She's That's a lot of mice waiting for that McGonagall <laughs> and Imagus in the afterlife, I'll tell you that. Do you, don't you think it's weird when people talk of snake venom and stuff like that, when they always compare humans to mice? Like, I swear there's one snake that has enough venom to kill like 100 humans or 250,000 mice. It's just a weird comparison. Like, <laughs> it just yeah, but I think there is some there is some potential here. Wait, uh, yeah, M- so Michael, are what we, about are we men or are we mice? <laughs> or the men? <laughs> oh. Michael, what do you think? Molly versus McGonagall, who would win? Uh, probably McGonagall. I mean, she's just more learned, I guess you could say. She seems like she's much more powerful. Even though Molly did kill somebody, I think it was more out of a protective nature than anything else. Whereas I think McGonagall would probably be more apt to kill. Um, just sort of overall, I guess you could say. Just th- and I think you know, being a transfiguration teacher, obviously she spent a lot of time around Dumbledore as well. So I'm sure That's she's true. learned a few things. Even uh, being a teacher, she seems more educated uh, in spell work than. I mean, Molly's got a lot of uh, charms that apply to the home, and but but McGonagall seems to be uh, a lot more educated, more experienced. Yeah. Uh, Elisa, how about you? What do you think? Who would win? I'm going to go with McGonagall too. I mean, I was I was sort of on the fence about this, but I agree with Micah. I think Molly Weasley, um, she was able to kill Bellatrix because she was instigated. I don't think that. I think in terms of skill and talent, McGonagall would still beat her out. So, it, yeah, you know, I think it depends on the context. I mean, if McGonagall were about to fail Ginny, 
in Transfiguration. I think Molly would say, not my daughter, you bitch. <laughs> and kill oh. her. Um, and then McGonagall would be like, oh no, you didn't. <laughs> but otherwise, I would have to agree that oh. McGonagall definitely Wait. seems to be trained. Andrew, better. what was the line you used back in an older episode about McGonagall sitting on the uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. the bricks all day? Was it, mm, girl? Yeah, or was yeah. that? I something forget. It was like something that. too if you had to stand on that. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Uh, I remember, You'd be what, too? I, I remember because I transcribed that part. Mm, girl, you'd be sad, too, if you had to sit on that bridge all day. Mm. <laughs> something like that. Anyway, well, let, let's keep moving the show along now. <laughs> um, we're, Here's another segment we haven't done in a while. Well, we, we've been doing Make the Music Connection, but uh, since Jamie's back, we're going to do his original idea, Make the Connection. God, I have some crackers for you guys today. You're going to be struggling. Man. Oh, God, I love crackers. <laughs> Andrew, you have to make a connection between Harry Potter and the extremely narrow possibility of being struck by lightning twice. Oh, God. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, <laughs> you know, the possibility of... Molly Weasley killing Bellatrix <laughs> was what's the chances of being struck by lightning twice like one in a trillion or something something like that yeah okay. yeah anyone who expected the, the, the if MuggleNet had uh you know how MuggleNet had the predictions in the book you know like Dobby dies a thousand to one well it the the chances yeah. if MuggleNet made a prediction <laughs> that Molly Weasley would kill Bellatrix the chance the chances would be about one trillion oh uh, that's pretty good <laughs> all right thank you wait I thought it was isn't that bad, saying but... the the Aren't you insulting us, though? <laughs> no, I'm not insulting. I'm just saying, saying that we get I'm just, odds no. wrong. I'm just saying that, you know, I, nobody would have ever predicted that. That's good, though. That's very good. Laura, do you want this one? Oh, man. I guess so. All right. You have to make a connection between Harry Potter and being waterboarded by Will Smith. <laughs> 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 As seen in I Am Legend. Or a hand time. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, no, no, just any Will Smith, any Will Smith waterboarder, you like an advanced CIA interrogation oh technique by Will Smith. <laughs> um, God, I don't know. I guess that's what what would have happened to you <laughs> if you had gotten an advanced reader copy of a Harry Potter book and leaked it. Um, I assume that Will Smith would kind of those lines would have happened to you. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go to Guantanamo Bay. Hancock style. Eric, you have to make a connection between Harry Potter and Incubus frontman Brandon Boyd chillaxing in Hawaii. <laughs> chillaxing in Hawaii? I Okay, <laughs> Harry Potter. Well, see, I, I think that's a likely uh, vacation. You know, we've seen several times people uh, vacationing in the Harry Potter books, right? We got Aunt Marge vacationing in uh, Majorca. We got the Weasleys going to Egypt. Uh, we got uh, Hermione going to France. I think it only makes sense that uh, at some point they might cross paths with, uh, what was it, Brandon Boyd of Incubus chilling in uh, Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah. People going on. Right. And Eric, what what song would he sing? What's the what's the greatest Incubus the song? The greatest Incubus song? Hang on. Let me pull up my iTunes library. Everyone, everyone needs to listen to Incubus Dig. Dig by Incubus. You will absolutely reinvent music for yourself. Listen to it. Matthew? You next? 
I, yeah, yeah, I okay, guess. I'm going to get it wrong anyway, Jamie, Potter. like I always do, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, you have to make a connection between Harry Potter and Bugs Bunny writing his own <laughs> self-help novel. <laughs> okay, well, um, due to um, the uh, hundreds and thousands of suicide letters that Warner Brothers was given from the Harry Potter fans from the uh, Half-Blood Prince uh, release date, um, Bugs Bunny has put it on himself to write his own self-help book to keep all the Harry Potter fans <laughs> from killing themselves to having to wait another eight months. Very timely and very <laughs> wow. brilliant. Wow. I like that. <laughs> you won. Nicely done. <laughs> very wow. lucid, Matt, as well. Very good. All right, Micah. All right. Ready? Yep. All right. This is this is quite a topic. Well, not really topical, but you'll appreciate it. All right. You have to make a connection between Harry Potter and the Down Easter Alexa by Billy Joel. <laughs> the one the one thing that I can think about um, the Down Easter Alexa is really about um, you know sort of the hard times of of fishermen and all sort of people who work on the ocean and you know trying to provide for their families and the the only person that comes to mind for me is is, is Arthur Weasley like he always going to work trying to provide for his family doing whatever he can so and he's not on a boat I get that but that's about as best as I can do no that's good that's Arthur good Weasley that's good. works at a grocery right. store Lisa, okay um, this is quite a tough one sorry oh, great. <laughs> okay make connection between Harry Potter and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation being turned into a safe house for werewolves. Oh, actually, werewolves is kind of... Uh, there's an obvious link there. Okay, wait, wait. Turned into a safe house for starfish. Are you making this up as you go along? Uh, no, well, <laughs> I had a few notes down. I was getting but, scared. I had werewolves and starfish. Wait, wait, turned into a safe house for starfish? Starfish, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say that Bill Gates is... Voldemort's public relations manager, and he's doing this as a facade to cover up all his evil. Wow, doings. you're really anti-capitalist, <laughs> White aren't starfish, you? Like. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes anyone feel better, we can say that he's uh, <clears throat> he's been put under uh, a curse. That all right. works. All right, yeah. All right. Well, that's how we play. Make the connection. Thank you, Jamie. You're welcome. And uh, Jamie, the spotlight is still on you. Oh, for uh, a joke. It's time for a British joke of the week. Oh, awesome! Ooh. I don't right, have one. I guess. <laughs> Or the decade, oh, actually, I think. All right. This <laughs> this one's kind of weird. Hope you guys like it. I found it earlier. All right. There are two prawns, one called Johnny and one called Christian. They're extremely happy prawns playing with their happy prawn friends. One day, Johnny decides that he's bored, so he goes to see Cod. Cod, I'm bored, says Johnny. Please turn me into a great big shark. So Cod waves his magic fin and turns Johnny into a shark. Johnny swims off and has a few fun weeks scaring all his little friends, but eventually they work out that this particular shark isn't going to eat them, so so they start ignoring him. Johnny gets angry, and since he's an extremely disturbed prawn, he starts eating them. At last, there is only Christian left, and Johnny wants to play with him. He goes to Christian's rock and says, Christian, come out and play with me. Christian re- replies, no, no, you're a huge shark. You're going to eat me. No, I won't eat you. Please come out and play with me. No, you're a huge 
great shark, you're going to eat me. So Johnny swims off to see Cod. Cod on board. All my friends are dead, and Christian won't play with me. Please turn me back into a prawn again. Cod says, okay, I think you've learned your lesson. Waves his magic fin, and Johnny is a prawn again. He swims off to see Christian. Come out and play with me, he calls. No, no, you're a shark. You're going to eat me. And uh, Johnny replies, no, it's okay. I've spoken to Cod. I'm a prawn again, Christian. <laughs> oh, it's oh, a, bo- it's a oh, born again it. joke. Oh, 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 that was got it. Re- re- uh, re- religious tolerance, Jamie. Okay, well, uh, rolling right along, it's time now for uh, favorites, and we're going to do favorite MuggleCast memory. And we've sort of did this before, where we, you know, said like our favorite show moment, or we played a clip. But we're just talking now overall, whether it's um, whether it's just, you know, a specific episode maybe or a moment or a live show or, you know, a favorite host or, you know, whatever you want it to be. That's what it is. Um, so we'll go around the table and uh, just, you know, reminisce a little bit and then we'll get into some voicemails from fans. Uh, how about Matt? You start. Uh, my favorite MuggleCast memory is definitely in the summer of 2007 when I got to meet everybody for the Order of the Phoenix premiere. It was just really nice seeing everybody, and we had such a great time. That whole summer was just so much fun, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about Elisa next? How about you next, Elisa? You're relatively new yeah. to the show. Uh, you know what? I was first... I, I was inclined to go with the live show that we did at Portist, um, but I'm actually going to have to say, before I was ever on the show, you let uh, Laura plug Operation Sudan... <laughs> And that was forever ago. And that just really stuck with me because at the time I was having such problems with getting people to help us out and trying to get the, and trying to spread the word and get it out there. And you sort of, you just came in and saved the day as usual. So, well, it wasn't me. I mean, that's my favorite memory. It's it's great when we all come in here and discuss our various projects. Favorite moment? I mean, it would probably have to be in Philadelphia. I think Enlightening um, was was one of the best um, conventions that I've been to. Uh, it was really just well done, and I th- I thought uh, of all of our live shows that it was probably the best one we've ever done. Just in terms of the crowd being so engaging, the venue itself, and just kind of how the discussion went. Even though I hadn't read Order of the Phoenix. Um, or not no hadn't seen order of the phoenix sorry um <laughs> and uh you know but also i think really the very beginning back in new york city meeting andrew and ben for the first time when we did that leaky mug at, at barnes and noble around the goblet of fire release oh, i was and, there too uh, yeah you as well and uh, you know no, I, didn't, I didn't mean to exclude anybody. No, no, don't forget how Andrew happy that ben, memory was of you meeting me. <laughs> Andrew and Ben. Well, you got sh- you were off at the Disney store somewhere. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Picking up that Mickey Mouse. But uh, no, it, when I first met Andrew and Ben, they they were waiting in line for for Starbucks or something like that. So that that was the kind of the first thing that that had popped into my mind right there with them. Um, and then but, and um, then and, then a song crept into your head. Was what 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 what, what was it? The song. Oh, uh, I but- can't see me loving nobody, <laughs> but you- no, no. I, was, okay. I thought you were going to say you too. Um, oh. City of blinding lights, <laughs> but like maybe, chariots maybe of fire or something like that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, and as far as like shows and things like that, I mean, there's been a lot of them. There's been a lot of great moments. Too many to sort of just point out any of them, but you know. Okay, uh, Laura, how about you? Oh my gosh, this is hard. Um, it would probably have to be a tie between 
meeting everybody that um, we do the show with and the Book 7 release in London. That was oh, so God. much fun. Oh, um, my God. The venue was great. <laughs> what? What? No, no, I'm saying. You need a box um, of tissues there. Uh, yeah, I uh, do. Jamie. Book 7 was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. It was amazing. Yeah, but it really then I was. do also have to say, um, Dancing to the Hippogriff song <laughs> at Prophecy 2007. Yes. <laughs> that was the epitome of that whole summer. That dance right there. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, let's see. Who else still has to go? Uh, is it just me? Oh, no. Jamie, how about you? Um, well, uh, probably best thing would have to be either Lumos 2006 because everything started we met everyone it was oh wow oh yeah. wow this is you know this is insane I can't believe all this stuff is happening um, we got to meet people for the first time meet all the fans that was an incredible experience tour was absolutely insane as well like one of the best times of my life going cross country with everyone um, that was a lot of fun but one of the funniest show moments that I uh, always think is when Andrew takes a break and uh, we're we're all on Skype about to record, and we're all like, right, right, let's get down to it and start it. And then there's just tumbleweed going along with everyone's like, uh, uh, I don't know how to start this, I don't know how to start this. <laughs> Which is funny. I'd have to say Lumos was definitely one of my favorite moments, too, because oh, that was the first time, Jamie, you met any of us. That, yeah. was, that made it uh, especially special. That was very and, cool. Um, yeah. And uh, definitely the road tour, and also what Laura said, the uh, the live podcast. But really, and I'm not even lying, I really do enjoy doing this podcast every single week, so I have to say every episode is my favorite moment. Andrew, you can't Aww. say that. No way. No, 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 way. no, <laughs> <Wow>. no. <laughs> no, but I really do mean that. I really do enjoy doing this week to week. It's just... Um, but yeah, you know, it's given us all a lot of uh, great experiences. Yeah. No, that, there's so much that doesn't make it, too. I mean, there's so many funny things that we say that, that aren't allowed to be put on the airwaves i guess you could not, say not so much yeah, anymore a lot of stuff in this episode too oh uh, yeah in this episode probably um you know what that's very interesting that jamie should say lumos i i think that was really i mean that was my first conference and there were a lot of people that i met there that i'm still very good friends with today and i just to really watch over me and uh lumos was a great experience um so was london uh geez i'm gonna have to say uh the first time ben called me up um to I, I mean, I was driving. I don't know where I was going, but Ben called me up. I was driving, and I and he said, "Hey, do you have a headset?" And I said, "Why?" And he's like, "Well, you know, we did that thing that podcast called MochaCast. It was like the second episode had just been released." And he's like, "Yeah, we were gonna have Jamie on, but we don't know if Jamie can make it. So uh, why don't you get a headset?" And yeah, I bet he didn't say it like that. But he was like, <laughs> "Dude, that dumb Brit." <laughs> actually, actually, but you know what? It no. all worked out because I got my headset. And the reason I choose that moment was not just because of how great I, I, I think that episode three and, and I mean episode four it's just I related to you guys so well but I, I chose it be- because I didn't know what was in store for me you know everything was completely new and I, I had been working you know for MuggleNet for two three uh, actually three years and Jamie for two but I you know we never really uh, just podcasted together I mean that was the newest thing and yeah. I, I just choose it because it was such an innocent moment where everything could have the future was just ahead of us you know looking back i'm a very nostalgic person the future was ahead of us and i'm gonna i'm gonna choose that first moment when ben called me as as my absolute favorite muggle cast moment because i just i didn't know what was in store <laughs> oh that's sweet that's so cute yeah oh i think that's everyone there's our favorites Unfortunately, in case anyone's wondering where kevin is he is in the midst of a very bad storm right now in uh connecticut Ke- 
Which is um, also here, too. He lost power, yeah. But Mike is sticking York. through it. He's got his backup generators and his hamsters spinning the wheels. <laughs> He's okay. What about will... any other random moments, though? I mean, is there anything? That uh, nothing that we haven't of? really talked about before. I mean, you know, we've all, we've played lots of best of clips yeah, and everything. Ran- and... Random moments. I, I know, Jamie. What's your favorite? What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite Ben moment on the show? You remember? You remember anything funny Ben said that absolutely cracked you up? Uh, um, there has been a lot. We have. I mean. Uh, Everything funny that's happened, just some of the stuff that's happened has actually. Oh, I, you I remember you it. though, Jamie. Ben, Carla, Shane, will you marry? <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Well, let's continue moving along now. Keeping the theme of best of moments, we have lots of uh, voicemails uh, from callers. We're gonna play uh, a few of these, and then we'll move along to the chicken soup, and then wrap it up. So uh, here's the uh, first caller. Hello, casters. My name's Connor. I'm from Ohio, and I'm just calling to give my thoughts on the show as a whole. I, I thought it was a great show. I'm really mad that you guys aren't doing any more weekly episodes, but I get it with chapter by chapter over and stuff. But uh, I really wish I could have been a longer listener. I only started at like 1.32, and I wish I could have been there from the beginning. But anyways, it's a great show, and I hope you keep doing it. Thanks. Bye. So there's a caller who wishes he got in on the fun earlier. He could just use your time machine. Why don't you give him a practice? He could, or just download old episodes. Yeah, it's as simple as going. <laughs> yeah, but that's not as exciting. No. Um. Actually, I was going to recommend too, and it's good this voicemail allowed me the uh, the lead in to do it. But uh, you guys, our our episodes, um, while the only only like the last ten are actually on the feed. Mogocast.com has all the episodes ever, and I I was trying to start a yep. sort of uh, revolt, uh, not a revolt, but just I wanted to get people listening to the the older shows, maybe go in order. And we've got the Mogocast fan forums, you know, I mean to to discuss all the episodes ever, and uh, you know, so its uh, discussion may live on, even though a lot of it's book six speculation or book seven, but. Yeah. Yeah. There's all those funny moments. Go. And so if you wish, if you find yourself like this voicemailer wishing that you had gotten to listen earlier, there's all those funny moments, and they're locked in history. They're always going to be on our server. And we have many more uh, voicemail calls, so let's move it along. Hey, Mugglecasters. This is Kelsey16 from California. I've been listening to the show since about episode 40, and I've loved ever, and I've loved it ever since. I spent my summer vacation downloading and listening to every episode you guys have ever made, and I'm proud to say I made it yeah. through everyone. Thanks for keeping me so entertained. Though I am sad to see the weekly shows end, I am very excited that you are keeping on. No one knows when the next episode will be, but I know that I can't wait for my phone to go off saying... That was easy. Letting me know that the Twitter <laughs> has been updated and a new show is out. Thank you for all the memories over the years, and keep up the great work. Bye. Aww. Aww, that call is very sweet. prepared. She has uh, the, the MuggleCast Twitter account all set up, so she's notified as soon as a new episode comes out. That's nice. That's good. Uh, okay, and uh, here's the next one. Hey, MuggleCast. It's Seven from Antioch, California. Um, I just wanted to say that I really appreciate what you guys have done over the past three years, and I'll miss your weekly show so much. Um, your shows have helped me through a lot of boring times and endless airplane flights. You guys are always been my favorite. Keep rocking. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for that. You guys, I'm starting to change my mind. I'm starting to think maybe we shouldn't go... Uh... You know, canceled every other week thing. Don't, every week don't thing. say that. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, here's another. It's <laughs> me. Pulled a WB. Yeah, yeah. Just here's like WB waited until yeah, the last possible minute to say, hey, wait. Yeah. I mean, guys, I mean, you know, gosh, you're mad at us for not, well, not mad, but people are upset that we're not 
going to be weekly anymore. At least we're not pushing it back eight months. Am I right He's or am right. I right? He's right. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> okay, here's the next call. Hey, MuggleCasters. My name is Maggie, and I'm 12 years old, and I live in Sarasota, Florida. I am totally Potter crazy, and I just wanted to thank you guys for all that you do. I have been a part of the Potter fandom for about a year, and a MuggleCast does more than just fill my Potter craving. Love you guys. I'm old as Nicholas for now. Okay, bye. That's Aww. nice, right? She was you. nine years old when we Such started a... MuggleCast. I'm so cute. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Crazy. God, this is going to make me all cry. Right, and... <laughs> and here's the final one for today. Hi there, MuggleCasters. Um, on your site, you asked for responses to how MuggleCast has been a good thing for you, and I'm calling for that. Um, by the way, I'm Jess I'm from Pennsylvania. Anyway, MuggleCast is so totally amazing. I started listening to it on episode 97, and I've been laughing and listening ever since. Um, you guys are the greatest. I really love you, and... Just keep releasing episodes, even if they're not weekly, because I'm really going to miss you guys. You guys have kept me so happy sometimes. Um, this probably isn't the best thing that you've ever heard. It's not exactly chicken Aww. soup, but you guys mean a lot to me. Um, all's fair in love and tickles. Bye, guys. So there's Aww, a that's sad message to wrap up the group. Our eyes are watering now. <laughs> um... So as everyone can see, uh, MuggleCast has played a very important role in the lives of you thousands. Sound like you're proving something, Andrew. Um, the voicemails no. speak for themselves. Oh well, you know, it's very nice to hear these messages from all the callers, um, and we we got we got tons of messages, and we'd love to play them all, but we really could not even fit them into a whole show. You know, without the rest and of the we stuff wouldn't put we you through a tear fest of you know at all. Just like closing info yeah, to everyone's that too. You know, voicemails. That's that's just. But I think we should thank the listeners. I don't think that's in the rightly, but you know, sort of a thing at the very end. Yeah, of course. And if you still want to send your gold, you know, to the PO box, we'll give them the address one more time. Oh, please. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we'll wrap oil, things up with a chicken now. soup for t- for today, and then we'll have a few final words. Um comes from John 17 of Iowa. He writes, Hey, Mago Cass, I just wanted to thank you for making my summer a lot more enjoyable than it could have been. I was having a great summer when all of a sudden I got caught doing something I shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> my parents grounded me and didn't tell me when I could be ungrounded. I knew this would be bad, so I went to my computer quickly to download as many episodes of MuggleCast as I could to keep me entertained. Needless to say, being grounded wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it would be, thanks to you guys. Now I'm ungrounded and having a fun summer again. Yay. P.S. After seeing Wanted and The Dark Knight three times each, I got to thinking, how B.A. would it be to see Morgan Freeman play the part of Dumbledore? Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, man. That would Harry be awesome. Potter. He's been everywhere lately. <laughs> He's great. So, there's Chicken Soup. That's one of the segments, you know, that's been around for uh, a while, really recognizing, you know, how fans really do appreciate the show. And, of course, we're never going to and smuggle cast i mean that would of course be silly um and like we said from the beginning i think you know i what was it uh maybe january when we announced that we were going to stop weekly shows or was it earlier than i think it was like november december geez and our original plan was march and then we decided to you know give 
went chapter by chapter pan out one chapter a week and then it ended up here so um it's kind of weird to think this is actually the last weekly show it's kind of sad sad. i was reading that well i was reading the yeah i know while i was reading the chicken soup i got kind of sad i was like wait why are we doing this yeah (laughs) a a piece of andrew died inside it's just weird because of andrew that have gone this uh this week, see if you can cause more pieces. No, of I, I to lost too inside. much from that. From you the gotta gather prince. your horcruxes, Andrew. <laughs> mm-hmm. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, keep them close. I'm actually, um, guys, I have the seventh book right in front of me, and I'm reading this dedication that Joe Rowling wrote under seventh book, and it's just, it's really great. I'm gonna see if I can try and convert it here. The dedication of this podcast. Should we dedicate this episode? Or I mean, the whole podcast has been for the sure the fans, but. The dedication of this, uh, sorry, podcast is split seven ways from Andrew, from Kevin, from Ben, from Jamie, from Eric, from Laura, from Micah, and Matt, Elisa, Mikey B, everyone else here at MuggleCast. We just want to thank you for sticking with us until the very end of the weekly segments of the very weekly uh, weekly segments but listen thanks listeners and it has been one heck of a journey at least for me too i i know i um was you know i we since we first got feedback from the show and you know made it this far uh wanted to thank you um the listener from for for just being with us you know we we enjoy podcasting and the the best gift i think of, of podcasting is uh the fee is the you know, hearing the people that, that like to hear us speak as much as we like to hear ourselves speak. <laughs> but who can take Aww. something out of it? Who can who can take something out of it? And uh, and Eric, are you getting a little teary? Yeah, I am. I am. I'm trying not to do this on, on recording, not because I have to be strong, but because, um, you know, there'll be mass flooding. Oh, Eric, that's not the right message to give a, along to children that only weak <laughs> people cry. Everyone can cry. <laughs> I know. Jamie balls all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've seen oh. those biceps. <laughs> no, it's no, not it's not weak. Look, seriously guys, nah, I, that's I, genius, I, thank you. I Well then why okay, you guys should say something. You guys should all say something. Don't let it just be me. Well let me say this should be no uh sad time. And quite frankly, I think after this, MuggleCast will be better than ever. The reason why we are doing we are switching from non weekly to or switching from weekly to, you know, whenever we feel we can produce a show is because we want to give you the best shows. And mm-hmm. I would much rather rather have ten amazing episodes that, you know, action packed, a lot of laughs, a lot of fun, great group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of just, you know, week after week, there's not much in the news going on. And yeah. let's do a discussion that, you know, we can do, but it really isn't going to pull you in. And, and I'm not saying we're not capable because sure we could come up with lots of discussions. But the, the thing is that I feel like the show at this point will be much better off doing episodes that we release when we feel like it's time to release them and there's yeah. gonna be plenty of episodes yeah. don't think this is the end of us it's there's not plenty. like we're gonna wait till july to make another mm. episode no yeah. oh and if you guys are sad out there just remember that wb just screwed everybody over uh so so so, uh, <laughs> so, so focus so, on them <laughs> don't be angry yeah, at us we kept our promises uh micah laura jamie as you know pioneers of this show uh, so, well, Eric, you are too, but you know, you already said what you had to say. How about how about you guys? Do you have any uh, other thoughts? Oh about man, it? it is sad. It is very, very sad. It does feel like a part of the the last three or four years. Ha- 
is coming to an end, and it has been a huge part of the last three or four years, and it's been a lot of fun. It really has been. I know when Eric says that, I completely understand what he's saying, um, and you guys have made it. The fans have made it. It's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure to meet every single one of you, and I really mean that, and I'm sure everyone else means that as well. It's been an absolute whirlwind, and I can't thank everyone enough, really. So thank you very much. I tip my hat off to you, <laughs> Laura. Um. Oh my gosh, Jamie just made me feel so sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. I mean, this. I mean, it's definitely bittersweet because this has been such a huge part of the last three years of our lives. Um, but you know, like Andrew was saying, it's hard for me to feel entirely sad about it because it's not like we're ending. We're going to keep going. It's just a matter of putting out quality shows when we can do it, and. I'm still excited because we have things to look forward to. We've got three more movies to look forward to. So um, I think it'll be great. I think we'll put out some good stuff between now and then. And I don't really see this show dying ever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Micah. Um, You know, I'm just, uh, in all honesty, I know we've talked a lot about the fans and and just the ability to interact and to meet with them no matter where we go and and just kind of the experience that we've had over the last three years has been amazing. Um, But, you know, for me, one thing I did want to say, though, is, is, you know, really to thank the rest of you guys because, you know, um, you guys have done a tremendous job over the last three years, you know, being... I always say this, uh, you know, a little bit older, it's, it's really amazing to look back and to see what all of you have done, you know, sort of maturing and, and doing the show and taking the responsibility of it and just putting out a quality thing every single week for that people enjoy that impact their lives. Micah, your so. persistence Aww, too, man. You. I mean, you, you've done great things for this show. Of course. Micah was a very crucial it addition really to was. this uh, podcast. And frankly, the show would be completely different uh if any one of us were not involved at this point completely different everyone has made such an impact on the show it really is amazing because you know not anyone can just go on a podcast and really and i mean make an impact you know with their personality with you know there's something very special with what we still have um as far as dynamic goes, that is unmatched, I think, is very unique, and and it's why people like us. Uh, and lastly, Matt and Elisa, uh, as two of the relatively newcomers, but you've always been involved with us some way, uh, what do you guys have to say? Um, yeah. They're both crying right now. Yeah. <laughs> We're all going to hang up the <laughs> Skype call and just burst yeah. into tears. <laughs> well... I have to say that this show has done nothing but great things for me, first of all. Um, ever since I started working for this show, uh, I have had the best times of my life. And all I have to do is thank MogulCast for that. And there has never been a second um, while doing anything related to the show that I have never had a blast doing. And I am super excited for um, uh, the next chapter in this show because um, I'm always so super excited for each weekly episode and just the delay between each episode is just going to intensify my excitement for yeah. each one. So I'm It's going to kill me too. Yeah. You didn't, kill me you didn't too. thank me for hiring you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- hey, it, hey it, Micah, thank me for hiring you. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, thanks, ooh, Andrew. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Jamie and I were there before all of you. Yeah, it's true. I know. Yeah. Show off. <laughs> yeah. 
Good thing Ben isn't here because he'd make me thank him for hiring me. <laughs> Worked out pretty well for me. <laughs> for waiting online for an instant message from him. He yeah. told that story mm-hmm. in Philly. Yeah, he's very sad he couldn't make the show, by the way. Um, Elisa, last but not least. Yeah, um, yeah, I just want to say that when I first got on the show, a lot of my friends who were huge MuggleCast fans asked me, do you have any idea how lucky you are to be on the show? And they were just, you know, visibly jealous and very happy for me. And I just want to say that, yes, I understand exactly how lucky I am. I feel incredibly privileged to have been brought on, especially, you know, relatively late. I'm the resident noob around here, and I totally recognize that. But all of you guys, and especially the fans, have been so welcoming and so great about having me on. And, you know, just thank you. Just thank you to everyone. And, uh, you know, I do agree with Andrew, though, that and Laura, that there's going to be some great shows to come, and I just look forward to those. Yeah. Well said. Well, thank you. This is sad. I don't want to talk this about this sad. anymore. Can we say something else? <laughs> Well, I think that's all there is really to say. No. Um, and this has been a uh, very Episode long one hundred recording. Fifty-seven. <laughs> and I think we'll wrap I think it up. A two-parter, maybe? No, no, not a two-parter. Oh, please, we ain't doing that. We're not milking it. Um, all right. Well, I want to definitely thank everyone for being on the show for such a long time. I'm not talking about this episode. I'm just talking <laughs> about the show as a whole. And definitely, thank you to the listeners. I mean, of course, we'd be nowhere without them. So thank you all. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for coming out to live shows. Thank you all for supporting us via t-shirts and you know the ads. All that really makes a difference with us. And of course, you know, this is a huge part of our lives. So, and like I said, it, you know, MuggleCast isn't over. And we'll be back before you know it. So, know it. We so. already got new segments lined up. Yeah, well, I actually have an idea for a new segment that will kick off uh, with the next episode, you know sort of freshen up the show so yeah so i think that's, that's it awesome. all right let's um, wrap it up can i give a last okay. piece of advice quickly? Uh, yeah all right well yeah. i just want to tell everyone that if you aren't good if you do bad things if you don't follow rules then will smith will come on water body your ass is that an old well, english oh, proverb yeah. it's been around for hundreds of years seriously because will smith is eternal <laughs> Actually, yeah, be good. Um, be good. Are we going to have to do the Dumbledore Will Smith jokes? Oh now? man, we should. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as always, it's time to remind everybody about our contact information. Laura, what is the PO box? PO box is uh, PO box thirty one fifty one, coming Georgia three zero zero two eight. Said anything you want except pickles. Pickles are banned forever. You can also call the MuggleCast hotline uh, to leave us a message, question, comment, whatever you want. If you're in the United States, you can dial one two one eight twenty magic. If you're in the United Kingdom, you can dial zero two zero eight one double four zero six double seven. And if you're in Australia, you can dial zero two eight double three five double six eight. You can also Skype the username MuggleCast. Just remember, no matter how you call us, just remember to keep your message under sixty seconds and eliminate as much background noise as possible. Normally. I'd also promote the feedback form, but right now it's not working. So just email any one of us at our first names at staff.mugglenet.com. You can CC all of us if you want it to get it to all of us, too. Awesome. Um, so that's that. And also visit mugglecast.com for a handy feedback form. Oh, no, what am I saying? You can also visit mugglecast.com for a variety of community outlets, including MySpace, Facebook, YouTube, Frapper, LastFM, the fan listing of the forums over at mugglecastfan.net. You can also follow us on Twitter. Dig the show at dig.com and vote for us once a month at Podcast Alley. And all the past episodes of MuggleCast are available as well right at MuggleCast.com. 
So, with transcripts. All right, and also, um, just quick plug: don't forget Teddy Bears for Hope. We're still uh, raising money for that charity effort. So, thank you. Um, and with that, I think that wraps up episode 157, our final Ooh. weekly episode. Woo-hoo. Oh my gosh! So we'll do the final, off, uh, the final offs, the sign offs one last time for every week. Thank you, everyone, for listening once Thank again. You. I'm Andrew Sims. Thanks. I'm Eric Skull. I am Jamie Lawrence. I'm Laura Thompson. I'm Mike Tanabo. I am Matthew Britton. And I'm Elisa Moffert. We will see you next time for episode 158. See what I did there? I didn't say next week. Next yeah, time. next time. That's yeah. false advertising now. Yeah. Next Until time, WB we'll- releases some other information that causes us <laughs> to have to do a show. Yeah. 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 We'll see you next time. <laughs> we'll see you next time. That sounds so much more radio-like. I should have done that. We'll see beginning. you next time. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time for episode 158. Bye-bye. Watch out Bye. for those guys. All right, well, we got a lot to get into this week, of course. So I am Andrew Sims. What order? Are we- well, yeah, what uh, order we'll do, are we doing? Uh, Andrew, Kevin, Jamie, Laura, Micah, Elisa, um, Matt. You know, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm always goes before me, though. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Laura. Okay. Somebody with I'm principle. I'm Kevin Steck. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Laura Thompson. I'm Micah Tannenbaum. <laughs> Jamie never won. Sorry. Okay, do you want to start over? Just say it. Just say okay. it, Jamie. No, Can no, no, we no, just I'll go just through them again? And, um, Andrew, I love sure. it when All right. you do this, when I think it's going to be a huge thing, but I just say, and I'm Jamie Lawrence, and then you just fix it all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. All right, we'll just do it again. You know, John Noe has actually been sitting here in studio with us for a few minutes. I, I feel like he wants to comment on something. Do you want to get on the mic for a second? I don't know what to say. John Noe! <laughs> I just saw you, John. Oh do you, do you have any comment? over here? Oh, my God. Um, comment? Um, I don't know. We're talking all about this, John. too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually just finished recording talking about this, too. No, um, no I think uh, Andrew and Matt and me... And Bree and Mason are going to dress up in Harry Potter costumes and go down and have a sit-in at in Burbank the hell is a sit-in? on the front lawn of Warner Brothers right. until they change the release date. And we're going to get arrested too. <laughs> yes, just like all those Disney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, 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 John! I have one more question well, for you, John. John. Oh, Eric has Can a question Eric? for you. No, I, what's the question? Oh, I, did, did you enjoy Terminus as much as I did? Oh, Terminus yep. was amazing. Excellent, excellent. I had a, an awesome time at Terminus, as all of my Facebook friends could find out. Oh, I had an awesome time too, photos. John. Thanks for, uh, <laughs> thanks no, for I, saying I a good time. I don't want to promote that. Please don't do that, anybody. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, and we'll just pause for editing. And Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, speaking of that. Oh my god. So Half-Blood Prince is going to be released in July. Four months later, Deathly Hollows Part 1 is released? Yeah. That's exactly, insane. Exactly. Four There's months. no mystery. Yeah, July, August, September, October, There's no November. mystery. Wait, 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 wait. I thought... No. 
I thought Deathly Hallows was 2010, 2011. It's two th- yeah, it's 2010. Oh, shoot. Well, so, okay, a month. Okay, right. you're in four months still. Andrew, you should probably t- take fail. out where we all disagreed I, with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, just take out my entire theory because I just and made us all look like idiots. Me too, as well. You look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs>